When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Bolt puts his foot into the ball. It's going to be short. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage. Back with you, Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers on 590 AM, ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on YouTube, live on Twitter. We appreciate you joining us for Monday morning's Coffee and Cream. And before we get to our next guest, I'd like to talk to you about Dingman's. Dingman's Collision Center has been in the business for over 25 years in Omaha. They are family-owned and family-run local business. Invest in the latest technology to stay up to date with the ever-evolving technology of what our cars are today. I mean, if you, if you went back 100 years to 1923, people probably thought cars would be flying by now. So 100 years later, here's what the cars look like. But hey, they still have some issues. And on the road, you know, you may get into a crash. You may uh, have a bump in your day. And all of a sudden, you need that bump to be out. So you go to Dingman's Collision Center because they work on all makes and models from Fords to Teslas. Four locations throughout the metro area, along with a standalone mechanical shop at 120th and Maple, voted first place. Best of Omaha for 18 years running. Go to Dingman's Collision Center if you need help with your car. Now, let's move over to our next guest. Our apologies for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brent Soboleski, NFL analyst for Bleacher Report. Brent, good morning. We appreciate you joining us. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me, and I'm glad to see that we're so excited about football again after the week we've gone through. I think that was a great weekend of play just to get everyone feeling better about the game, about DeMar Hamlin and everything that occurred in the past seven days. I think it was a much-needed week for all sports fans out there. You put it perfectly. The NFL playoff picture, though, is set. Are you confident, Brent, that the 14 teams in are the best 14 teams, or is there a team or two that could be missing? <laughs> when you have seven spots, and I don't mean to chuckle to you at your question, but any team with a losing record is not deserving of being in the postseason. That's mm-hmm. my personal opinion. So we can just abolish the NFC South at the moment because they're not needed. Yet here we are with Tampa Bay Buccaneers not only in the postseason but going to host a game in their first in the first round. So, you know, when you look at it, we saw Detroit as an example last night. They had nothing to play for against the Green Bay Packers except for to ruin their rivals, their playoff hopes, and they did, and it was wonderful. And I would more than love to see Detroit in the postseason than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an example. I'm a 
diehard, unapologetic Steelers fan, so I always think they get the benefit of the doubt. But that's a team that's playing really good football right now, too, especially when I look at, like, Baltimore, even the Dolphins. Gosh, I and, you know, the, the sad thing is, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, B, just because it's different. So for every, you know, commander's performance, the Lions, uh, the Texans, Teams that obviously have some professionalism and those guys either have incentive bonuses or they're consummate professionals. How do you explain like Green Bay and and Dallas? And maybe they're two different things because Dallas is already in, but Green Bay had to win. So in a league where you can typically play it safe, how do you explain what we saw yesterday? Well, with Dallas, I think it's one of those instances you're already looking ahead, right? You already had your playoff spot. Now you could have improved your positioning. You could have done things to create some momentum going into postseason. You know, that's that's neither here nor there when you know that you already have a you locked in and you're going to the postseason. Where the Packers is different, and maybe the answer is a little more simplistic than we were willing to give it. Maybe they're just not as good as what we expected them to be. Hey. I'll sit here and eat crow. I thought this is the year they finally would push into the Super Bowl. It got a little pie on my face this morning. But it just shows that that team regressed. Not only the team itself, but Aaron Rodgers has come down from that back-to-back MVP level of play that he's had in recent seasons. So I think the situations are different. It's all dependent on the makeup of the team. It's all dependent on the situation itself. And and we saw with the Cowboys, it was a letdown. Whereas the Packers, I just don't think they were as good as we everyone expected them to be. Speaking of the NFC North, what do you think is mo- more likely here, Brent? Do you think the Bears just trading away the number one overall pick come the draft? Or do you think it's trading Justin Fields and taking Bryce Young? Oh, trading the number one pick easily. Because I, I'm a Justin Fields believer. I will admit it publicly. He's, to me, an electrifying talent who's been placed in a very, very difficult position because the organization hasn't properly built around him during his first two seasons. And yet, he still finds ways to excel. Now, would you like to see him develop more as a passer? Absolutely. But simultaneously, he has an atrocious offensive line, no weapons around him aside from a decent running game, and he makes up a large portion of that running game or if not the majority. So you continue to do everything in your power to build around him. In doing so, you, you leverage that number one overall pick to, to add assets, to go out and get wide receivers, to go out and get offensive linemen, and still potentially land an elite talent in a trade them. So I'll give you an example. One of the most interesting games yesterday, not only because of the outcome and how excited it was for, by two bad teams playing football, but the Colts and Texans, with the Texans' loss, followed by Denver's win, the Colts moved to fourth in the draft slotting. Why is that important? Because they're a quarterback-needy team. Everyone knows they're desperate for production. They could trade up to number one. You can have Chicago move down to four, and that's not a huge drop, so they can still land an elite talent like a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter. To me, that's the best, most logical path forward for the Chicago Bears. Right, let me ask you about can, – can I have the conversation and, and give Doug Peterson his due, even after 18, 19, and 20 in Philly and what he's been able to do in Jacksonville without talking about 
Urban Meyer. I, like, <laughs> it just seems like they're they're connected in the short term. But I just look at it as kind of a shot against Peterson where he's probably a better coach than most of us gave him credit for. Well, let me phrase it this way. I think Doug Peterson could be one of the front runners for NFL Coach of the Year. He's deserving of that honor based on the way he's built that team this year, right? And furthermore, he's getting the most now out of Trevor Lawrence, which is the primary objective when you <laughs> become the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So the reason we can uh, constantly get that juxtaposition isn't just how Urban Meyer and his career went down in flames, but because we are seeing the differentiation in the talent on the team, specifically with the most high-profile player on the squad. Trevor Lawrence now looks like a true franchise quarterback, a guy that was the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Did he look like that guy at any point last year? No. Absolutely not. And, and Urban Meyer did no, nothing to help him in that regard. So that's why you're going to constantly get it. But I agree that Peterson deserves far more credit. When looking at uh, the NFL rushing leaders, it, it comes as a surprise to probably a lot of people that Josh Jacobs led the NFL this year in rushing yards. A guy that didn't pick get his fifth-year option picked up by the Raiders. So in his situation moving forward, uh, where do you kind of see a, a team that could utilize a guy like Josh Jacobs? Well, what's fascinating about not just Jacobs, but the game and the way it's evolving. So if you look at the NFL this year, going into week 18, and I'd have to look at the stats because I haven't seen the updated version, but there were, as a whole in the league, running backs were averaging more yards per carry or per attempt than ever in NFL history, right? You have more 1,100-yard rushers uh, this year, almost doubling last year's output. So we're seeing this evolution from a defense that defenses have consistently tried to get faster, smaller, and more athletic to play in space. And the counterpunch from the offense is, hey, let's use more man-gap principles. Let's play power football. Let's punch you in the mouth because you're not going to allow us to push the ball downfield as much as we want to so we can create chunk plays in the run game. And so I know you asked me specifically about Jacobs, but I think we're looking and or sitting at the precipice of a – change in how we value the position and it's a great time to do it because it's not just josh jacobs you have multiple guys ready to to enter the free agent market and a very good running back class let's not forget Bijan robinson according to the bleacher report scouting department is a top five overall talent in this year's class so it's going to come down to which teams are going to start to value running backs more than we've seen in recent years. And I can't necessarily project those at the moment, so I apologize. But I think it's going to have more emphasis than we've seen over the last decade or so. Brett, Brett who's, I'd be remiss not to get your opinion. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? I won't even hold you to a winner until we talk to you in a couple <laughs> of weeks. Who's playing in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Well, I already said that I've missed on the Packers, but I did have the Bills and the AFC, so I will stay there. On the NFC side of things, oh, I don't know which way I'm leaning. You know, uh, I, I will go yeah. out of the blue. I'll go out of the blue and say Minnesota. How's that? Wow. Oh, man, we're holding you to that, and then two weeks down the road, he'll be a genius. Let me give you one back stat. You. One stat. <laughs> one stat, 11-0 and in one, one possession games this year. So they know how to win in close contests, which is what the uh, postseason is all about. Good Brent, man. thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. You have a good one. Mark Weiser coming up next.